Strikes a hole. Williams had a record book. Ricky Williams runs to the Hall of Fame. Cuts back. Ricky Williams touchdown. Young from the shotgun. Back to throw. Vince looks. Under pressure. He'll tuck it in run. Vince to the five. Young. Touchdown, Texas. Touchdown, Vince Young. He's done it again. Longhorn Nation. We're back! Hello and welcome to the Longhorn Country Podcast. I am your host, Adam Glick, joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Michael Gresser. We are back here. We took a little one-week hiatus. That is my fault. I was very busy. I had a camp and all that. But, Mike, good to be back. How's everything going? I'm doing fantastic, Adam. You know, we're in the heat of fall camp right now. Just started up about a week ago. Uh, Players got the pads put on uh, for the first time, I believe, yesterday. Got their first scrimmage this Saturday. So lots happening. We're inching close to this season. I'm excited. Yeah, Mike, I looked at my calendar just before we did this show. We're only three weeks away almost from week zero of college football and four weeks from the regular week one opener, especially with the Texas Longhorns. It's very, very exciting. But on this episode, well, like we promised on the last episode, make sure to go check that out on longhorncountry.com, is the defensive preview. We previewed the offense last year for or last uh, episode for the Texas Longhorns. Now we're going to take a look at the defensive side of the ball. But before we get into that, Mike, once again, Texas recruiting just continues to go, and they continue to hit big recruits. They got two of them. First one from Orlando, Florida, the big-time running back in the 2023 class. He's the number one rated running back on the SI 99-2023 that just came out. Finally, very excited about that. His name is Cedric Baxter, as Mike liked to call, likes to call it Baxter Day. Mike, how was <laughs> Baxter Day for you? Baxter was fantastic. I was I was excited. Uh, it was great that uh, the SI ninety nine was able to come out before Baxter's announcement, and uh, we now know that he is the number one running back in the country. So that that's fantastic. Yeah, for sure. And uh, another recruit that Texas was able to pick up linebacker and edge, Darian Gillette, uh, committed five days ago, debuted as the number nine defensive end in the SI ninety nine and the number forty fifth player overall, Mike. How amazing, how crazy is it that Texas just continues and continues to build this 2023 class for next season? Oh, it's incredible, Adam. I mean, they're just still riding a wave of momentum that began with Arch Manning, and uh, they're, they're not going to slow down until someone gives them a reason to slow down. Um, Baxter is a monster commitment. Um, he's probably the highest-rated uh, recruit out of the state of Florida to ever commit to the Texas Longhorns. And uh, could be every good as every bit as good as Bijan Robinson is right now. So I know there's a ton of excitement among Texas fans for him, um, and uh, he's just going to be just that perfect perfect guy that Arch can hand the ball off to. So that's that's fantastic. And uh, Darian Gillette, you know, he's uh, um, c- kind of unknown what position he's going to play in college, but whatever position he plays, it's going to be at a major position of need for Texas, either at linebacker or off the edge both are um not there's not a lot of depth at out of position on the texas roster so uh he's a he's a huge get either way um and yeah texas keeps chugging along uh there, there probably won't be many two more names that uh, hop in the boat for the longhorns before the season starts but they just wanted to ride a, a, as much of a wave of momentum as they can after arch committed 
and um, that that momentum might be coming to a, a close right now as Texas and these um, high school players get ready for the season. Um, but they they did a superb job uh, this summer. Yeah, I don't think any word can come to mind that defines what they were able to accomplish in the 2023 class. Whatever wave, the Arch Manning wave, whatever you want to call the wave, Mike, I want to get on that wave because <laughs> it was something special, something good, and something consistent over a period of time. Really good things for the Texas Longhorns in the future. But, Mike, we are focused on the here and the now. This year in the fall camp getting going, you, uh, you said you mentioned full pads yesterday on Tuesday, August 9th. Today, as we're recording, is Wednesday, August 10th. And then when you guys will listen to it tomorrow, hopefully, and throughout the week, it'll be Thursday. But full pads um, got started yesterday. And then we have the first full scrimmage getting going this weekend on Saturday. Kind of get some game reps for these guys first real experience to see how they perform in a game-like setting, which is so important when you're trying to decipher these tough battles that we're going to talk about, who's going to get what spot. So with that in mind, Mike, let's start with the interior defensive line. There are a lot of questions on the interior defensive line, but Mike, you, you're you really positive about the direction uh, on the line of scrimmage on the defensive side of the ball for the Texas Longhorns. Talk me through this nose tackle battle between Keandre Coburn, Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy and who do you like to win and how can everyone play a role in the defensive line yeah well the reason I'm optimistic about the interior specifically is just because of, there's so many names that Texas has to work with you know I mean a lot of these names have been here in the past and not much have not many of them have shown much but I mean there's just too many names at this uh at this one position that they, they have to find something and um you know, the two veterans at this nose tackle position are Keandre Coburn and Tavondre Sweat. Coburn, he, he is what he is. Um, he's started like the last three seasons, I believe, at nose tackle for Texas. And um, he had some high hopes coming out of high school, but he has not amounted to much. So I, I don't think if he were to start again this season at nose tackle, I don't really think there'd be much excitement uh, out of him, even though he does have a ton of experience. My eyes are on Byron Murphy. Um, he was probably the best overall uh, defensive lineman Texas had last season, but he was a true freshman last season. He didn't get to play that much. Um, so I'm really looking looking for him to take that next step in fall camp and uh, possibly take over uh, this nose tackle position from Coburn. And if he can, I think that's huge. Um, I, I hope he does. I don't know if, I don't know if he will. It'll be, it'll be tough because because Coburn has so much experience. But I think if Byron Murphy does end up winning the – nose tag position at some point uh, this fall or this season. It's going to be, it's going to be good for Texas. And do you think I was going to, I'm just wondering here, Mike, like, do you think whoever gets this position could be easily taken out of the position, you know, through a few games into the season? Is that kind of a thing that might happen with Texas throughout the year? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. If, uh, if it, if it is Coburn, which it totally could be, cause he's been mm -hmm. there for so long. Um, I don't think he has the, um, the staying power to just hold that all year. I think, I think Murphy will absolutely take it over from him at some point. Cause I think he, he does have just all the intangibles needed to be a disruptive force up front. And, you know, a name that comes to mind when you're talking about the interior defensive line for Texas, you know, a lot of a name that a lot of Longhorn fans know is Alfred Collins because they've heard his name. He's made some big plays throughout his time at Texas, but he really hasn't found that position 
to really where he can really excel. And so, in your opinion, what do you think that position is? And do you think that Texas is leading him towards that, putting him on the interior defensive line instead of, you know, at edge last year where he kind of fell out of place, in my opinion? Yeah, that's a great point, Adam. He was at edge last year and he was kind of there just out of necessity because yeah. Texas had so few options so few options in the pass for us, but uh, they put him back in the interior where he belongs. Um, but he still really hasn't seemed to take that next step that he, uh, he needs to take. He's got such a high ceiling. I mean, he's probably got the highest ceiling on this entire uh, defensive line, but I, he has yet to put it all together. He certainly didn't put it all together last year. So I'm looking for him to take that next step in fall camp. If he does, that's fantastic. And if he can, um, solidify that uh, defensive tackle spot. Um, I think that's absolutely huge. Uh, he just, it's just yet to be known uh, at this point, and uh, it's going to have to happen in fall camp if it does happen. Yeah, and I think it's so important that Texas has a very strong defensive line this year because I, I was going through the numbers before the show, Mike. Their defensive numbers were really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm putting it nicely last year. I was going through the conference of all this different defensive statistics. They're ranking seventh, eighth, ninth in the big 12. And it starts with the D line getting pressure on the quarterback, stopping the run game. It is so important. And that hopefully for the Longhorns will be a, a strength going forward into this year because they have a lot of options. As you mentioned, it's not just putting guys in like, we saw last year that need to play in that position because of necessity. So we'll see any, before we move on to the next position, Mike, what's your one major storyline at that interior defensive line? Um, my one, my one major storyline would be the, uh, the development of Byron Murphy. If, okay. if he is, I mean, he's got two guys in front of him right now to start fall camp uh, in Tavondre Sweat and Keandre Coburn. But I don't think, uh, Coburn and Sweat are the long-term answer position. They've been there for a while, but I think, I think Coburn, if he can, if he can put it together, I think, I think he's got a chance to be pretty special. Yeah, and moving on to the edge position, a position where Texas has struggled in years past. It also might be their weakness on defense this year. Mike, what is a guy, a name that you're looking at that's going to impact the edge position and could play a big role for Texas? I know Overshawn is a name that comes to mind. He, you know, an all Big 12, all guy, uh, first team on the defensive side of the ball. But, Mike, Texas needs to get pressure on the quarterback. They need to create a pass rush because otherwise they're just going to get trounced in the Big 12. And that's why they gave up 30 plus points on average last year. So who's a name other than maybe Overshawn that you're looking at that can make an impact on the edge? Yeah, well, the edge is so important, Adam. And it was probably the entire, the, the, the weakness of the team last year. The, the pass rush was absolutely non-existent. Um, and they got some guys back, but nobody that really brings too much excitement to the table. One guy that I have in mind who was a true freshman last season and uh, has had a strong off season thus far as Baron Sorrell. Um, he has a chance to uh, take over the edge spot opposite Ovia Gofu in, uh, in fall camp. Um, and if he does, I think that's great. I think he's got a pretty high ceiling. I think he's got a great uh, pass rush ability. He's just young. He's not super proven yet. Um, we've heard great things from, his teammates and his coaches about his ability. Um, but he's just, he's just unproven. If he can put it together in fall camp, I think that's great. I think he could be, 
he could develop into a guy that is uh, a consistent pass rush for Texas. He, he's just kind of an unknown right now. And on the opposite side, you got Ovia Gofu, who is returning. You know, you know what you get out of him. Um, he's a veteran, but there's just there's just not much to his game really. He's not gonna provide that consistent pass rush that Texas needs. And you mentioned, uh, I'm glad you mentioned Demarby and Overshawn. You know, he was that inside linebacker last season, uh, but he was really out of place at that position. He's he's not fit to be an inside linebacker. And the staff has done a great job of trying to find a position that really fits his skill set. And part of that is going to be him coming off the edge in uh, this season. You know, it, it helps, it helps Texas in both ways. It helps DeMarvion find an area that is more tailor-made to his skill set, And it helps Texas find uh, a pass rush option that wasn't there last year. So, um, he, you know, he's going to be there only in obvious passing downs when, when Texas knows that the quarterback's going to be throwing the ball, um, you'll see him there. And I think he has a chance to, possibly lead this team in sacks when it's all said and done because uh, he's got great pass rush ability we just haven't seen it yet because uh he hasn't been moved there yet but i think that's uh, i think that's going to be one to wash in fall camp especially in when the season starts as well and mike i think you hit it on the head perfectly finding the happy medium with overshawn because you have such a weapon in demarvion overshawn on defense you got to use him properly and him being out of place and position. It's almost like useless when you have that kind of a weapon on defense. And now you're finding him to play those big time plays on the edge position to create that pass rush and big third down, you know, conversions and stuff like that. And, you know, he also excels in that position as well. So you have that happy medium and it can really benefit your defense long term, especially with, you know, a lot of question marks on the edge to begin with with Texas. And it's so important moving forward. Mike, I know you've talked uh, off air about it, but give me your kind of vibe, your thinking about Justice Finkley. He's played a lot uh, so far in camp, and he looks college ready. He's only a true freshman. What do you see his kind of playing time like this year? Yeah, well, just out of sheer numbers at the edge position, I think we're going to see a lot of Justice Finkley. You know, he already looks the part of a college athlete. He's one of the strongest players on the team already. If you saw him, you'd think he was a, a senior, maybe a sixth year even. He, he's just absolutely enormous. Um, so he's, he's going to play a lot uh, and there's a lot of excitement with him. He's just young, but um, if he develops properly this season, he could develop into a, a long-term consistent uh, edge person for Texas. So there's a, there's a lot of excitement with Finkley. He's just young, but Texas fans are going to see him. I think they're going to see uh, a spark in him this fall. Yeah. And as we move forward here on the defensive chart list as we're previewing the defensive players and positions to watch for the Texas Longhorns this year in fall camp especially let's move to linebacker and Mike I know you know that I am a big fan of this guy Diamante Tucker Dorsey a star-studded player from James Madison FCS powerhouse all-American listen James Madison is known in the FCS level for their defense that's why they have gotten there they have battled teams like North Dakota State in years past, and they become that kind of second powerhouse at the FCS level. He's coming in, and he is really shining and impressed so far during fall camp. Talk me through kind of his role, his impact with Texas at the linebacker position, some other guys that you're looking out uh, as we talk about linebackers. 
Yeah, well, uh, Demonte, Demonte Tucker Dorsey was an enormous pickup for yeah. Texas. And let me, let me interrupt you for one second. I think he has the greatest name on planet Earth. That's he all does. I'm going to say. He, he, he really does. You know, they call him, uh, they call him Tuck uh, in, in the locker room. But, uh, yeah, Tucker Dorsey, you know, he was a huge pickup. Um, linebacker was a, a weak spot in Texas last year, and he brings immediate plug-and-play ability. Uh, he had insane numbers at, at James Madison, and he seems every bit as ready to bring his game to the Power 5 level. Um, and not only has he been great for Texas so far this summer, he has allowed Overshawn to not have to be locked down to the, the interior linebacker position. He's, he's allowed Overshawn to be used el- elsewhere. That more fits his skill set, as we just talked about. So he's going to be huge. Um and uh, he, we've heard nothing great things about him since he's been on campus. He had a great summer. He's had a great start to fall camp. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about Tucker Dorsey. You know, the coaches have talked about him a ton. So there, there's going to be excitement there. So regardless of anything, linebacker will be improved because of uh, Tucker Dorsey's addition. And the other guy I'm really excited about is Jalen Ford, who uh, could be playing opposite uh, Tucker Dorsey. He hasn't played a ton, but he has – been great in the times that he has played and he has had one, one of the biggest storylines this offseason has been how well he's developed at linebacker and just as I talked about with Tucker Dorsey allowing Overshawn to move elsewhere Jalen Ford's in that uh, is in that conversation as well he's been fantastic he's looking to solidify one of those two inside linebacker roles and um, you know the coaches have raved about him his teammates have raved about him he seems primed to take that next step and be um, one of Texas' best true inside linebackers. So I'm excited about the linebacker position. It was a weak spot on the team last year. But I think um, with the inf- uh, infusion of Tucker Dorsey and the development of Ford, I think it has a chance to be possibly a strength this year. Yeah, and I think the theme that's coming to my mind through so far going through this defensive preview is Texas has a few more defensive weapons this year where Overshawn doesn't have to kind of fill in every single role where he had to last year and Texas just to remind everyone they ranked seventh in passing they ranked eighth in rushing in the big 12 at yards per game those are not numbers where you want that if you're a Texas Longhorn fan to be they need to be a lot better if they want to be successful get to that eight nine win plateau that they're looking forward to hopefully this season for the Longhorns but so far, so good. A lot of people have impressed throughout the camp so far as fall camp's just kind of getting going. But, Mike, talk me through this last kind of battle between Tucker Dorsey and David Gabenda. Who do you think is going to win, and what do you got, What do you see in both of them? Yeah, well, David Benda's been here for a while now. I believe it's his – I think he's a junior right now. So he's he's been in the program for so long, and um, he's he's shined at spots, but he just has – hasn't really taken that next step. So he's in a a tough battle right now, Tucker Dorsey uh, for one of those starting linebacker positions. But, you know, everything that we've heard about Tucker Dorsey has been fantastic. He's been on campus. So I have no reason to doubt that Tucker Dorsey is going to win this uh, starting job. You know, it's unfortunate for Bendix. He's been here for so long and he hasn't really gotten his chance, but you know, there's nothing you can really do there. That's kind of, that's up to the kid, whether or not he's going to take that next step. And so far he hasn't. So I think uh, I think Tucker Dorsey is going to win. I think he's going to play a lot this year. And I think it's going to uh, turn out to be a pretty significant addition to the Texas roster when it's all said and done. Yeah, 100%. And we're going to just keep moving here because we don't have 
we don't want to, you know, go crazy amount of time here, but we want to move on to the cornerback and nickel position. When we talk about this position, it's really the secondary with the Longhorns. It's been a struggle in years past because we know teams like Oklahoma, they get these big, great receivers, great speed, and they get burned with big plays consistently. We've seen it year in and year out as a Texas Longhorn fan, but Texas this year, again, they have some weapons in the secondary, especially at the cornerback and nickel position that can really influence and maybe make an impact in a successful uh, 2022 campaign on the defensive end for the Texas Longhorns. A name that comes to mind, obviously, is Deshaun Jameson, who's been here for a couple of years now with Texas. And then, of course, Ryan Watts, the transfer from Ohio State, a big name, really good transfer. So you see kind of through the defense and offensive previews, Texas has done really well in the transfer portal, credit to them. But, Mike, talk me through kind of where you see the cornerback nickel position with the Texas Longhorns and, you know, a couple of names maybe I didn't mention that you really like. Yeah, we'll start at uh, corner. You mentioned Jameson. You know, he's been here forever, I believe. He's entering his fifth year. He's a four-year starter. Um, and you know what you're going to get out of Jameson. You know, he's fantastic at times, but he's also wildly inconsistent at times. He's going to get burned. Um, for for absolutely no reason that he should, but and then he's gonna he's gonna pick you off a couple of times as well. So you know you know what you're gonna get a James. He's a veteran in the group. Um, it it is what it is at that position. I'm excited about Ryan Watts. Uh, I think he's could be the best corner on the team. Um, he's it was a great addition by the staff. So I think I think those two uh, corner positions are pretty solidified for those front two guys. And the nickel is probably my. Uh, where, where I have the most excitement in the secondary with Jade Barron. He's probably the he's probably the best player in the secondary that Texas has right now. He he was great last year, but he just wasn't he wasn't a starter uh, in the times that he played. And he, they moved him to nickel, and he's he's been nothing but great uh, in in spring camp and thus far in fall camp as well. Um, he really seems to kind of just adapted incredibly well to the nickel position and. Uh, he's he's going to do some pretty good things. Anthony Cook was at that position last year, doing great things there, but he's since moved to safety. So I'm I'm excited about the corner and nickels. You know, I, um, I think with with the addition of Ryan Watts and Barron at nickel, I think uh, I think it has a chance to be a pretty good group. And the guys behind them, I'm really excited about too. You got uh, Terrence Brooks, the true freshman, uh, Jalen Gilbo, another true freshman, who both enrolled early in spring, and they had fantastic springs we hear a ton about them and um Jalen Gilbo almost took a took Deshaun Jameson's job right out of his hands uh in spring he was getting first team reps at one point before uh Gilbo was suspended um for undisclosed reasons but or for disclosed reasons but um yeah we won't get into that on this yeah, show <laughs> yeah no we won't but um uh if, if those two guys have a another great uh, fall camp I think there's great depth at the corner positions so uh, there, there, there's there's excitement there um all around yeah, and I I, do, I really don't think that Texas has had this depth at the mm-hmm. cornerback and nickel position in a long time and you know I'm still concerned you know as a Texas if you're a Texas fan you still should be concerned about the defense just because you really haven't seen the production succeed yet under coach Sark and with, with the Texas Longhorns in years past but there's definitely you got to be excited if you're a Longhorn fan because they have a lot more depth. They have a lot of guys playing in positions where they're supposed to play. Last year, you saw so many guys playing in positions where they were out of necessity. And now this year, you kind of have more depth. 
more leeway to kind of put people where they need to be and they better to for better outcomes throughout the year on the defensive side of the ball. Mike, I mean, you mentioned Jalen Gilbao and uh, Terrence Brooks, just great depth at the freshman. You know, they're just true freshmen, honestly. And, you know, it's very exciting for Texas. I think they will be really good assets for the Longhorns. And, you know, if, you know, some of the veterans struggle, you can throw them in there and, you know, they get some real-time reps. And I think they'll be very successful with the Longhorns. As we move on to our last position, the safety position, you mentioned him, Mike, Anthony Cook. Most, kind of the most consistent defensive starter on the team last year, moved to safety from nickel at the start of spring. You know, still unknown how well he adapted to the position, but he needs to adapt quickly in the fall camp. Kind of talk me through the safety position because I know Texas is kind of lacking in that category, and they're going to need to be good if they want to succeed on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I, th- I think safety is a huge question mark just because there's a lot of new at the position right now. You just mentioned Anthony Cook, and he was probably Texas' most consistent defensive player, and uh, he- he's a reliable guy. He's just new to the stage position right now. Um, and it was uh, kind of unclear in spring how well he's adapted to the position. So if he's going to be that that guy that he was last year, he has to uh, take control of this position in fall camp and, uh, and adapt well. And if he does, I think one of those safety positions will be really strong. It's just kind of an unknown right now. And then the other position uh, is currently a battle between Keaton Crawford and um, uh, Jaron Thompson. And that that position is kind of a large unknown right now. You know, Jaron Thompson was there last year for a period of time before he got benched. He, he's good at times, but he's also wildly inconsistent. Um, and then Keaton Crawford is probably the most athletically gifted player in this entire safety group. Um, he's also just new to the position. He was at corner last year. They moved him to safety. And it's also unclear with him how well he's adapted to safety. So, you know, there's just a lot of unknown. There's a lot of new. new. Um, if guys like uh, Anthony Cook and Keaton Crawford can really start to adapt well in fall camp to their new positions at safety, I think I think it could end up being a, a fine and, and strong position. But there's just a lot of, there's just a lot of unknown with it right now that we're not going to really have the answers to until uh, we start some football yeah for 100 percent, we're gonna you know get into it in future episodes as we kind of you know break down what's been going on at fall camp who's been impressing and we start to see you know spots get earned positions you know get announced at the starting rules because mike the season is here it is going to be here before we know it the fall i mean are you really looking forward to this scrimmage on Saturday? Kind of tell you where people are at. Oh, I'm so excited for this scrimmage. I mean, me personally, I'm closest looking at the quarterback battle because mm-hmm. in this scrimmage specifically, because that that's kind of the day where you would kind of expect one guy, whether it be Quinn Ewers or Hudson Card, to really kind of take over. And um, I think, um, talking a little bit offense, right? I think if Quinn Ewers does have a great scrimmage on Saturday, that we could hear his name. Uh, potentially be named as a starter pretty soon after that scrimmage and uh, the rest of the the roster I think we're going to start to shuffle some names out whether someone's who's over who uh, that sort of thing as a scrimmage is really the best opportunity for these guys to show the coaches you know who's taking that next step who hasn't who's been consistent who hasn't and uh, who who's just who's ready to to play some football in the fall man who you know, there's going to be some guys that aren't 
all there mentally still, and that's unfortunate. But the guys that are ready to compete are gonna are gonna show it this Saturday. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see what comes out of that camp. But specifically, I'm looking at the quarterback position. Yeah, and I a lot of people are, and I am myself. So no blame there whatsoever. But Mike. We are going to break down that scrimmage on the next week's episode for sure. We're going to get into more Texas football as the season nears. But, you know, we have a f- one to two minutes here before we wrap it up. I just want to get the viewers kind of excited as fall season and football is getting started. We're going to have betting stuff that we're going to throw in here, picks that we like. We're going to break down previews specifically, obviously, with the Texas Longhorns in the Louisiana Monroe game. Uh, coming up to open up against ULM, but we're going to break down. We're going to have some fun. We're going to throw in, you know, just college football as a whole, because the sport is amazing. We shouldn't just restrict it to just the Texas Longhorns. Obviously that's the focus here, but we want to break down the whole landscape of college football. Mike, I mean, how excited are you? I know we can keep repeating ourselves, but it is almost here. It truly is amazing. Oh, it it is amazing, Adam. It, it's almost here. I'm super excited. Now that the pads have gone on across the country, you know football is back. Um, so I'm just I'm amped every day that goes by is is one less day that I have without football. Um, so I'm I'm just super excited. I'm excited to hear about what's going on across the country in these fall camps, and I'm excited on the field on September third. Yes, one hundred percent. And before we wrap up the show, I just want to throw out. To follow us on Twitter, follow Mike at, I think it's aggressor uh, underscore Michael on Twitter, and then follow myself, Adam Glick39 on Twitter. We have all your sports needs. Called, Mike has all the recruiting college football needs that you could possibly have, but we will break down more Texas football. Big storylines. We could have a quarterback name for the Texas Longhorns on next week's episode, but so you got to stay tuned. Good. Yeah, and if you you liked this episode about the defensive preview of the Texas Longhorns, go check out last week's episode of the offensive preview. We broke it all down there. But thanks for joining us here on the Longhorn Country Podcast. For myself, Adam Glick, for Mike Gresser, it has been a pleasure as always. We're almost here, folks. Stay with us. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the football. It is coming soon. Thanks so much.